back to iGosian Airwaves, the official, not the unofficial, not the fake, the official, the real podcast of all things iGo Global. This is your host, Shu, and this is episode number three. Like that's we're not we're not too far into this. We're just getting warmed up, really, if you if you think about it. And we have another guest. We're going in a different direction with our guest. This is this is a real live IGO alumni, IGOSian student. The great, the only Jake Stacks, ladies and gentlemen. Jake, What's welcome that? to the show. Thanks. It's good to be here. Jake goes by lots of names, really, mainly Jake, of course. But uh, I am Jake is a big part of his life. He's 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 a Jimmy, so he goes by Jimmy. So, in some ways, Jake, you represent all of Jimmy today. That's right. Which is big enough. Total, like the whole twenty years of Jimmy. That's yeah. That's (laughs) that's a big deal. And uh, you also represent Igosians, Jake. You're a student at. I'm a student at. I'm a junior year, and I'm studying entrepreneurship, uh, which has like a band component, business admissions component with it. Okay, so Jake, just so you know, everybody, Jake is quarantined because of because of the virus. Virus. And somebody on his hall got it, and so he, he was sent home for two weeks from from college. And so that's why we're zooming today. I didn't want to mess up his quarantine by driving over and getting in his face, but that we, Jake, you don't know this, but you just kind of froze up right there. So I was just kind of trying to explain the zoom, but he's a student at DBU Dallas Baptist university studying entrepreneurship. So he's, he's going to be starting something in the words of Michael Jackson, want to be starting (laughs) something at some point. And uh, Jake, I don't know if this is official. I, I, I feel a little bit, hesitant to say it in an official capacity because I think Rachel Partridge might like call me later and chew me out if I if I'm wrong but I think that you may have the new record for most IGO experiences I hope so what about uh what about that that older man from Kansas who went all those times he wasn't the, but what's you talking about you talking about T-Mac yeah <laughs> I don't have T-Mac B do I uh no i wouldn't even count him if we if he <laughs> okay, did it. like he's he was he, he just went because he was a director and we love t-mac but no we're not counting him we're talking about like real students but i may have it how many trips rachel, am i am i beating rachel um colorado in colorado. 2014 that was a weird one that was weird no that was a great one it was great no it was awesome <laughs> but i was trying to go yeah. to fort worth out of seventh grade or eighth grade or something like that. And you're like, oh, I just go to Colorado. Yeah. Um, Same. Spain for my one week trip. Okay. Um, East Asia for the next two summers. Two Japan, summers of East Asia. Japan, um, Osaka for a summer. And then we jimmied the summer after that. And then I led a team last. Uh, last year we'll just say last year yes <laughs> um and uh hometown we count hometown so yeah it's, yeah i mean i think we and should then, count hometown yeah. i mean okay, we're not, and I want, a couple of launch boxes couple of launch boxes i mean you're you're almost you're almost needing to take your shoes I and socks be. off to keep count love some double digits 
That's crazy. It's crazy, man. I, I don't know why y'all keep letting me come back. I love it. I love it. I'm going to say this, like, I'm not even worried about Rachel Partridge anymore. There's no way that she's got anywhere close to that. So, I mean, she lives in Germany, so she gets some credit. And she started going with us when she was like nine years old, or at least it looked like she was nine because she's, she's well under her twenties now. And she just still gets like sent home from the pool because you got to be over 16. So like, she's, I don't know what she's done a lot of trips, but I think, I think Jake Stacks is the new leader above Nathaniel Coons who probably Nathaniel thinks he went 20 times but he he probably didn't even come close to 10 so you're it dude and um congratulations on that I appreciate it and we love we love having you and having Jake on the on every trip we can get we're hoping and praying that maybe you'll even be a leader next summer I know we got to work out some details with school and I hope so and your responsibilities, but maybe we'll see Jake leading one of our teams next summer, uh, somewhere in the world and w- which would be awesome. Mm-hmm. But man, this last year, one of the things we started talking about around IGO because it was our 20th year and our 20th year was kind of a weird one. It was the year of the mm-hmm. llama stay home with your mama. Nobody went anywhere, but it was it, still, I still am. Yeah. Yeah. And there you are 20 years. And we've always talked about making famous, making famous as kind of our tagline. And then we kind of shifted as we started thinking about what God had done through IGO with really leaving a lasting impact on the world, hopefully, but also in the lives of students. There's generation after generation of Igosians that can look back and go, man, God did something through my experiences with IGO that, that changed the trajectory of my life, that, that, that started a new understanding for me that has left a lasting impact on my life and I I would like for you to get to tell part of that story today like how has all these experiences you keep coming back not probably not just because it's fun but because of what God is doing in and through you so let's talk about the lasting impact we may walk through some of the core values and how that has shaped that lasting impact but like big picture how has all these experiences with Igo shaped you as a, uh, as a Christ follower? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, man, shoot. It, the first thing that gets laid out, like every base camp pretty much is, um, is how scripture and our call at Jesus, he calls us to, make disciples, right? We see that in the Great Commission. And then he calls us to go all over the world and make disciples. And then he calls us to care for the least of these. And he calls us to, and and just being shown that and being told that and stuff like that, it's awesome and it's important and it has to be done. But um, when we were shown that, when we were told that, when we were taught that, and then we went to people who were doing it and we did it with them, it, it, it doesn't become like ethereal or theological or anything like that. It becomes an action step. And, and I right. think I go just, um, just made it where, um, telling people about Jesus who haven't had the opportunity to hear his gospel and it made it, uh, unacceptable, I guess it made it, um, it made it unacceptable to, uh, know that there are people, know that there are nations, know that there are people groups who don't know Jesus and 
sit and do nothing about it. And so knowing that what I'm doing with my life, I could be doing with them there. Does that make yeah. sense? That's the biggest yeah. thing. That's what shaped my college experience. That's what shaped my, um, the way I, the way I live my life, the way I steer myself, the way I, the way I, um, spend my summers, I guess, obviously. Sure. Um, but if I can be in a place where um, people don't know Jesus doing what I'm be, doing, what I'm doing, then that's what I want to be doing. So about Jesus as, yeah. As, so the, what you what you sounds like you're talking about is that big picture goal for IGO for 20 years is to help students live on mission, to see all of life through this lens that, that God has called us. He's called us to, to know him and to make him known. And to live that way. Missions is not, I mean, you've done a lot of trips and all that has really fueled your understanding of all of life is a mission, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. And uh, I, I've personally just really loved and enjoyed watching you go from Colorado and not understanding this yeah. <laughs> and, and moving through and up the ladder and becoming this unbelievable leader in our organization because you've gotten it because you've embraced all of it and it's been cool to see bro it really I, has i really do yeah and uh you even spent a week with my daughter leading at hometown so you've survived a lot now i know um, that's a big deal greatest trial of all from this team. <laughs> so, <laughs> sister lib um so Jake, you probably know this because you've been around us a lot, but you like we we're still teaching the same stuff for 20 years. We haven't changed anything. We the first few years we didn't have the cool names for the core values that we do now. I think they're cool. Yeah. But we haven't we haven't had to change what we're teaching because it's the same stuff that leads to a biblical understanding of your life on mission, but it's also it's, it's the scripture that we're teaching. And so it's never old. It's, it's living, it's active. So these core values that we teach, you, you talked about how we start everything with scripture. We start with this one foundational core value that's the bottom line. And that Absolutely. is that everything exists for the glory of God, that God's ultimate purpose is to bring glory to himself and all the earth and every nation, every tribe, every tongue. It's not about us. It's about him. And if you get that, if you get that everything is about God's glory, bottom line, then here's what you begin to do. You begin to align your life to that purpose. You align your life. My life is for the glory of God. My existence, my purpose, my specific task in life, no matter what I do, it's always under this umbrella. So how's that bottom line shaped you how, how have you seen it play out how's it transformed the way you see the world any 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 thoughts about that dude it changes it changes everything and that my future is not my own all of this is for god's glory that changes the way i live that changes the way i um that changes the way i do school that just like we were talking about earlier and so i think the place where I first truly saw bottom line um, in my life was in, was in Spain that first week. And, and I'm sure any, any one week or alum can, um, can testify to this. We prayed a lot. We right. prayed six, seven hours a day or something like that. Um, 
And um, I didn't feel this personally, but a lot of my team did. And we talked about it a lot. Why are we just out here on mission, raise all this money, and we're just praying. We're literally walking around and praying. And we got to talk with people, and it was wonderful. We got to share with people, and it was wonderful. But most of what we did was praying. And so there's a whole there's a whole season in itself, right? There's a whole uh, right. teaching in itself that prayer is the work. Prayer is how God is to work through his people and, and, and the work that we can do. But um, it's also me praying over this area and these people that I see as I, as I walk, as I go, um, this or the shop or this, this, this Muslim lady um, and her kids or um, pray for my team and for unity and for um, God is glorified in that. And it doesn't, it's not clamorous and it's not glorious and it's not what um, maybe some of the people who helped me raise money um, envisioned, right? right? But it is the work. It is the work. And that, yeah. um, and it's, it's for his glory. And so who am I to argue? This is what's most glorifying to God. If six hours of praying and 30 minutes of sharing and just getting to know someone is yeah. um, what is most, what is most glorifying to God. And that's what I'm going to do. Does yeah. that make sense? The same, no. same thing with, with Jimmy. It was just, we, we did the work that needed to be done. Um, you guys supported us well and, and encouraged us and stuff like that. But a lot of people, um, didn't get to see all the work that got went into it for his glory alone. His, his, uh, his grace is sufficient for us for his, uh, powers made perfect in our weakness. There you go. I nailed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were, we were weak and doing this work that no one saw and God was most glorified in that. Yeah. That's man. I, you know, in America and the church, a lot of times we see prayer, I, on our worst days, we see prayer as a transition, you know, Hey, how do we, how do we get from the, the worship to the sermon? Oh, somebody should pray or whatever. It's a transition. And, and then sometimes it seems like even on our best days, we see prayer as just the preparation for the work we pray and then we go do the work. But I love what you said, because it's something we've been teaching through the help of our, our partners overseas, that prayer is the work. Prayer is the work. God says, pray, to the Lord of the harvest, pray earnestly that he will send out workers into the field. And then most of the time we're the answer to that prayer. Mm. Um, but like, I've, I've just, for 20 years, I've watched this and thought, man, what are, what are we doing? Well, one of the things we're doing is we're unleashing a generation that understands how to pray and, and stay connected to the work through prayer. And if you Absolutely. commit yourself to praying like that, the mission will just come find you. Like you won't have to be, waiting around it will open god will open up doors because he's committed to this work and if we'll pray like that man it's a big deal so absolutely that's very cool so i, I want to kind of walk through some of these other core values yep. which means we can't go too mm -hmm. deep in any one of them but but that's okay that's for another podcast and another time but you know that that bottom line god's spreading his glory to the ends of the earth to us that feeds right into how is he doing that and that goes to hope of the world hmm. that here's this primary biblical picture of how God's going to take his gospel to the ends of the earth. It's going to be through his church. That's plan a absolutely no plan B yeah. but, like 
it's going to go through the church. And so the local church is the hope of the world, which you guys listening right now, you know that Jesus is the hope of the world. But what we're saying is that Jesus is going to take this good news to the ends of the earth through his church. And that's the way the Bible teaches it. So that's our teaching. That's the core value, hope of the world. How's that, how's that shaped you and played out in your life and on the field? Man. So I, the way I see it, the way I've talked to people about it, um, my, my local body, Tate Springs and Arlington, wonderful. I love them. They care about the gospel. They care about his glory and they, and they have faithfully sent um, people from our church for, for years and years and years. And it's wonderful. And then um, this body of workers in East Asia who meet together with the the shutters closed um, or, or um, our church in in Japan that's not closed, but that is fighting against um, um, idolatry and um, worship of, of school and, and job and status and stuff like that and pushing back against um, this this suicide rate that's so high and it's trying to reach students yeah. or whatever for some reason God chooses to use us as as the this connection between those two um, and that's not the point, but, but I get to see it. Like I get to see Tate as a part of the big C church, yeah. send me to J house in Japan as part of the big C church. And I get to see God sharing the gospel in Arlington. And I get to see God making his gospel known in, in, in Osaka. And, um, and it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing that, that I can see it in my church and I can see it in J house and I can see it. In, in all the places we go that there's no, there's no Lone Ranger Christians. Right. I, I don't know who said that. It may have been a Kai. Um, no, we're but, not giving Kai credit for anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Sorry, <laughs> uh, but uh, man, he's the, 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 why we share the gospel, what, what naturally happens when we make disciples, right? They have to be discipled. They have to meet the natural outpouring the natural, the natural next step of missions is a church and the natural first step of missions is a church. There's no, it can't be separated. Does that make sense? And there's, yeah. there's, no, there's no way, there's, there's no way. There's no way to stop that dog from barking. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> oh, it's fine, dude. It's, it's not going to be yeah, baby, you get the whole you get this the is, whole experience. <laughs> yeah, uh, if we were doing a podcast in Igoja, you think we would have uh, we perfect silence? It. No, we would <laughs> not. It would be crazy. So, yeah, dude. I, early, early on in Igo's history, we saw students that would go see the church overseas and come back and be like, "Hey, and I don't think my church has figured it out." And I just really love how you see how God works through all the expressions of his church. It's different and it's okay. It's supposed to be different in every, every uh, situation. And the fact that you still are plugged in and you're still connected and you, and you recognize this is how God's at work. It's just a, it's a huge win for us. And it's going to set you up as you entrepreneur yourself all over the world to always be grounded and connected in that way, which is cool for sure. Absolutely.
Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I join you, man. I'm a, I'm a fan of the Tate Springs for sure. They've, mm -hmm. they've been good and lots of good people. I love that um, church. Yeah. So there's a couple of core values on the other side of this that are more like practical. Mm -hmm. uh, not that the other two aren't, but there's like, this is what missions begins to look like. So you got ancient work, enjoy the sower and how they play in together. Ancient work is that idea that God's at work all over the world. And he has been way before we got involved or figured out what he was doing. And, and so we're joining him in the work. We're not starting it. We're not finishing it. We can trust him. It's his work. And the joy of the sower is that reminder that our part is really just to sow seeds where we can sow seeds. And that's praying and it's, it's plowing, it's planting, but all the results are up to him. So we're not going to have to just stress out like, oh, we didn't see this. We didn't see this. No, we're just, God said, be faithful to sow seeds. So if, if you don't want to combine them, you want to separate them out, that's fine. But yeah. ancient work, joy of the sower, how, tell me how that shaped your yeah. life. That stuff takes the pressure off, dude. Yeah. It, it's like God is moving. God is working. Man, join him. I you talked about a puzzle at hometown, and that was the image I got was was like the the puzzle. I, I remember which point that I got out of it <laughs> was um, man, God is doing this work, and He's inviting you in as your father. Yeah. And we talked about the puzzle, and we talked about God as our as our wonderful good father. Um, and and I saw this puzzle that He's doing, and we don't think of puzzles as being that important, and it's a, it's a it's the puzzle yeah. gospel. Does that make sense? It's a weird analogy. But he invites <laughs> us in as his kids to do it. And so, man, we talked about this before, but the clearest, the clearest I've ever seen ancient work, um, I think was, was this last was this last year's trip. Um, we got invited into this um this home in a in a village. Um and, and it's got um it was it was dark and it's got the dirt floors and, and the and the couple of walls or a few walls and um and we're eating dinner with this family just oh it was wonderful but um our our leader started sharing um in um the language uh the the, the main language and our team just started praying and um, a couple of them were were like kind of singing worship songs in english a little bit and and me and my sister were there and we were just we're just praying together around this little fire um and, and so one of our national teammates says no 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 um they don't understand and he starts to talk to them in, in their dialect because he, he's from the same people group that they are wow and he um and he shares the gospel for solid 30 minutes and our, our team leader our american team leader is sitting there praying and, and weeping basically and and we're sitting there praying and singing and just asking father to move and to um and to save and so we were in this house because the guy wanted to meet American students. Yeah. Right. And he knew our team leader because they'd met on the street sometime when, when, when he was begging and our, our national partner was saved in university. Um, and he speaks their dialect and, and his whole passion of his life is to see his people group come to know Jesus is to figure out a way to get the Bible in their language. Does yeah. that make sense? And all of these pieces 
coming together. And I'm like, Lord, we're doing everything you call us to do. I don't want to, man, this is not, I don't don't know the theological correctness of this, but I was like, I don't want to process this. I don't want to go back and say, guys, we know he's planting seeds. We know he's working. We know he's doing it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to process it. I wanted to rejoice. Um, And I don't know if that's right, but we did, we did get to rejoice. And so after, after a half hour of them sharing in, in the dialect, they came to know Jesus, the, the family came to know Jesus and it was unbelievably sweet and, and, and good. And, um, but that wouldn't have happened if, um, our national partner hadn't got saved all those years back. So all of that plan, it wouldn't happen if he and our team leader hadn't met, it wouldn't happen yeah. if our team leader hadn't met the guy, it wouldn't happen if like all of these different things. And my role <laughs> in it was to like come with this team and join in for a week or something, a couple of weeks into yeah. and God, what God was doing in that work. It was I, I've never seen it clear, man. I really yeah. have. It was amazing. So I think your response to that is right in line with that. Like mm-hmm. when this teaching is great. Uh, hey, here's the joy of the sower. Look at it in your Bible. Here's ancient work. Look at it in your Bible. But when you experience it, when you see that you were invited in and stepped into this work that God was already doing, and then he used you, even if it, you were over on the sideline uh-huh. praying, yeah. The proper response to that is like, let's celebrate. Let's rejoice. God let us in on his work. And Absolutely. he let us see front row seat to what he is doing among the nations. I think your response is theologically correct, bro. It's like, let's rejoice. We got to see God at work. We got to join God at work. And that, that's that's all that kind of put together. Yeah. Yeah. Now sidetrack yeah you were leading this team and your sister was on the team absolutely so shout out to austin and libby it can be done <laughs> you can go the it same can. place you can you can like you are still cool you and gwen still cool oh yeah we're still friends yeah oh my goodness how <laughs> much you uh you froze up sister we were putting we were putting it oh i'm sorry that's that that's probably completely my fault the dogs did it yeah for sure we were putting a team together and i was trying to find people and i just like i was having trouble with it i was like gwen duh and then i was talking to uh whoever our our um our leader was i think it was jessica and she was like oh yeah like gwen could totally go on this this trip (laughs) that's eight thousand miles away or whatever for a week and it's like gosh yeah she'll be fine and it just it was awesome it worked out it was so good yeah and gwen's gwen's a great gal Uh, that's probably what made it work is how great she is (laughs) the lord is with her and um yeah that's cool jake so i know that at DBU, you have a lot of influence. You live on mission there. You're mentoring freshmen if they'll, you know, if, if they'll allow you to be back on campus. Uh, there's yeah. lots of ways that you are influencing people. Um, and I also know that you have a real passion to point students to what God is doing through IGO and let them see that and, and encourage them to join. We had some students that were ready to go in 2020 because you had really put that in front of them. So. 
So take just a just a quick, not the whole meal deal, mm-hmm. but let's just assume that some of your friends you share this podcast and they're listening and they're thinking like maybe I have some time next summer to check out one of these I go trips. Why why should they do that, man? What what's your quickest version of hey you need to do this with one of your summers while you're in college? Yeah, absolutely, man. The quick and dirty is, um, one, it'll change your life. So there's the, there's the top line blessing, I guess. And two, man, it is one of the best ways not only to join in God's work, what he's doing right now in places where there's little to no gospel witness. Absolutely. Um, but there's a, one, there's a need. Um, and so fill that need with the role, with the gifts that he's given you. But two, um, when he's calling you overseas, it changes the way you live back home. It's just, we're just kind of backtracking. Yeah. All, all of these things we've been talking about are all, man, the best reasons to go. It, it, it will change the way you live on mission here. Um, so when I, when I say to bless you immensely, the blessing is it, when it changes your life, you become a, a better witness, a more faithful witness for Jesus, wherever you are for the rest of your life. So that, that top line blessing, God's going to bless you in this. He's going to change your life, but here's the cool thing. He's doing it for the bottom line. Yeah. He's making you a bottom line Christian. Absolutely. Sees what he's really doing in the world and how you can align your life to it. So it's the perfect top line blessing. This is, you're going to get a lot out of this experience. You're going to get training. You're going to get friendships. You're going to get all kinds of stuff. You're going to see God at work, but ultimately it's going to change you into the person who lives for God's glory. Absolutely. And that's a win for everyone. So if you're friends with Jake Stacks, or even if you just want to be friends with Jake Stacks, on a trip. let's go. go uh, on a trip. We are, we're, we're basically opening our application process, even though no one knows what next summer is going to look like with a, here am I send me challenge. Like if God, if you open the door, I'm going to go because the world needs to know the gospel. Absolutely. So go apply, go to igoglobal.org and start that process. Maybe you'll end up on a team with the Jake stacks next summer. Who knows? If not, you'll see him at base camp for sure. Absolutely. Jake, bro. Uh, I know you got to hop on a class here in a little while, so I don't want to take up too much of your time, but man, Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for bringing your dogs into it for a little bit. That was, that was cool. Thanks for opening up your room during quarantine for a episode number three of the Igosian Airwaves podcast. It's a big deal. So um, we're going to continue to talk, but know that I'm praying for you as you mentor and as you lead and as you serve this, this semester at DBU, pray that you'll get back out there so you can do what God's called you to do. And I'll pray specifically that you'll survive being right around the corner from Austin Shoemake. Cause that is say probably whew. like 20 feet, man. It's oh man. That's so wild. And what's weird, Jake is he's in the room next to his suite mates are in the room that I lived in when I was a freshman there. So it's easy. Full, full, I yeah. I lived in Williams bottom uh-huh. floor right next to, I, I would have been his suite mate. That's crazy. So I would have been around the corner from you guys back in the day. Um, Absolutely. So wild. But anyway, bro, it's good to have you. It's good to see Um, you. This is Igosian Airwaves. 
you've been listening to a real in-person technically challenge at times but great content interview with jake stacks jimmy jake i am jake i go record holder for most i go trip experiences and thanks for thanks for tuning in